Hello and welcome back to the Mental Mentor Podcast with me, Dave Williams. I'm going to say Happy New Year. It's the 5th of January, 2024, as I'm recording this. Is it still acceptable to say Happy New Year at this point? I'm not quite sure. I went back to work on the 3rd of January and obviously New Year is so the 1st of January. You say it at like midnight and you can probably get away with saying it again. On New Year's Day, but how long into the new year can you still say Happy New Year? There's some people at my place of work that don't start back till the 8th of January next Monday. Is it still acceptable to say it then if you've not seen them? How long can you go before it's acceptable to keep saying Happy New Year? I don't really know. So I've just logged on to Spotify for Podcasters app. On my laptop. I've not been on here for a few weeks actually. I took a couple of weeks off because I was very conscious that perhaps I was getting burnt out trying to go quite hard on the social media last year and on the podcast as well as working my main job and all the other great things that I really uh, enjoy doing. And I was noticing I was getting a little bit burnt out and he had a sore throat and I think probably most of the world has had some kind of cough, cold, flu, COVID over the last few weeks. And I'll say I was susceptible to that as well. So I've took a little bit of time off, but I am back now ready to hit this podcast hard and really enjoying it. I've been having a look on the app. Uh, those people that have podcasted before, you get the analytics from the podcast app. And I've realised, actually, the countries that I have reached, now obviously I'm based in the UK in the south of England, and quite a few weeks ago, you know, I reached the US and other countries in Canada, and probably that's my family members that are in Canada that are, that are listening to this. But I've just had a look now, and I've realised that my audience has reached as far as the US, Slovakia, New Zealand, Canada, that I mentioned, Poland, I don't know anyone in Poland, by the way, and I can't speak Polish, Kenya, Turkey, and India. I was like, how amazing is that? How amazing, if you listen to the first couple of episodes when I talk about my journey and my life, for some fellow that started off you know, in the mean streets of Salford in a, an area of Manchester that wasn't particularly afflu affluent, and it is now, by the way, and it's actually where I grew up now, around that Salford area, especially around Salford Keys, is a really nice place to be. You know, you've got the uh, the media studios, you know, where there's quite a lot of filming going on. It's a really nice sort of bustling place to be. But 30, 40 years ago, not so much, I'm afraid. But here we am now reaching all these countries. I've also realised that in terms of age demographic, I have now hit every age demographic uh, available to Spotify from the 0 to 17 all the way up to 65 plus, which I found really interesting. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say I really appreciate it, those people that are going on and helping me to follow and share and helping me grow my audience. I really appreciate it. So let's get into this episode. What I've really wanted to talk about today was goal setting, I suppose. And, you know, the amount of people that tell themselves they are going to do something different this year. This is my year. I'm going to cut down drinking. I'm going to do more exercise. I'm going to work on my finances. I'm going to look at what I'm eating. I'm going to do more of this or less of that. Now, in the main, 
we kind of make these promises to ourselves, especially for New Year's resolutions. We tend to make them probably around about half 11 on New Year's Eve. And someone might say, what's your New Year's resolution? We didn't do that, my family, this year for some reason. Maybe we should. But you kind of come to these conclusions, especially around alcohol. I mentioned a few episodes ago that I have uh, dramatically changed my relationship with alcohol over the last six months. And I haven't gone completely cold turkey. And I never said I was, but I wasn't quite sure. I don't mind saying I had a couple of drinks in, you know, over the Christmas and New Year period. And then like maybe I drank alcohol, I think, on three days over a two-week period. Whereas last year, I probably drank pretty much every day, which I'm not particularly pleased about. But yeah, definitely my relationship with alcohol has changed dramatically. And I'll share that. And I'll share how I've done that, perhaps, in a later episode. When researching this, I looked at some statistics. And statistically, which isn't particularly easy to say, by the way, um, statistically, around 50% of people have failed, I suppose, or not fulfilled or gone off track on their New Year's resolution by the end of the first week, which is round about now. Okay, so we're now on a Friday, 5th of January, and statistically, 50% of people that have um, said they were going to make some kind of resolution have already gone off track. Why is that? That's what I want to focus on in this episode. Now, Looking at those statistics, they reckon another 40%, so around about 90% of people, and again, this is just one resource that I found. You could probably search this and find different stats. But the thinking is, around 90%... That was the Amazon man at the door, by the way, for the 15th time this week. That's what that noise was, so I paused for a second. But at least you know that I'm recording this live, I suppose. Yeah, so the feeling is, the thought is, around 90% of people will have essentially give up, abandoned or failed, whatever you, words you want to use, their New Year's resolution by the end of January. And I noticed this, actually. Uh, my young lad has started boxing recently and we were sort of sat outside, myself and my wife, uh, outside the boxing gym. And we looked across um, to one of the quite popular gyms where I live in the south of England. Quite a huge uh, one of the Everyone Active brands, which has got a quite a, a, a quite a good brand. Oh, there's my dog as well. I feel like everyone wants to distract me today, but that's fine, barking. Um, yeah, so I looked across at this gym. <laughs> Dogs. Uh, and there was a whole host of people. There was this bank of treadmills, and it was literally packed to the rafters, and I sort of looked at my missus, you know, because I'd already been researching uh, this sort of topic, and I was like, I wonder how many of these people are still going to be there next month. This time next month, how many of those people are still going to be there? And it's great, you know, it's all done with good intentions. But the question we have to ask is, why don't these people, why don't we stick to it? What's often missing, though, is any real deep analysis of how these goals, how these New Year's resolutions are going to be achieved, how are you going to do them, and uh, there's uh, so much detail in my many years of coaching and mentoring, especially in the military, the whole process of formulating real deep, meaningful, achievable goals 
you know, is a very complex process that can take some time and fine tuning over a period of months and even years before you get it right. What we often find, we make uh, a promise to ourselves on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day that we're not going to drink again or we're not going to eat any chocolate this year or we're going to go to the gym at least twice a week. And what happens? Life gets in the way. We get distracted and we don't get pull ourselves from the rut that we were in the previous year. So what happens? You tell yourself you're going to go to the gym three times a week, every week in 2024 and then by the end of the second week or by the end of january for some reason you've not been able to do that and what happens then you start beating yourself up and telling yourself that you're a failure and you know i've already ate loads of chocolate already on the first of january so there's no point now i might as well just accept that i'm fat and i reckon that quite a few of you can relate to this or whatever it is you know we just because we set ourselves such unattainable goals it's very very easy because we've not put any thought into them for those goals not to be achieved so what i want to cover in this episode for the rest of this episode is highlight some of the things that i've come across some of the reasons why people i know people that i've supported in the military and some of the clients that i have privately the things that potentially stop them that hinder them that delay them from achieving their goals and if you're aware of these things you can look out for them and hopefully avoid them the first real reason i've come across why people don't achieve the goals is ultimately it's because they don't even start and i'm talking about putting something off until someday someday never comes someday is not in your calendar or in your diary you know, you can't achieve anything unless you start. And it sounds really obvious, but if this goal is so important to you, you need to create a timeline with when you intend to finish it. And most importantly, when you intend to start, because if you don't start on it today or you haven't got a plan of when you are going to start tackling this goal, you'll just never achieve it. The second real reason is waiting till you feel ready. What does that even mean? Oh, I'm not ready to start this weight loss journey yet. I'm not ready to give up alcohol yet. I'm not ready to sit down and really tackle my finances yet. It's almost like you're waiting for this sudden burst of inspiration that's going to hit you out of the blue. It's not going to happen. Okay, let's do something about that today. People expect, like, you're know, waiting to feel good about it, or I'm waiting until my emotions change about this goal. It's not going to work like that. You need to change your behavior first. And when you change your behavior, your emotions, your emotions will follow and change in time. Another huge mistake people make is not anticipating that achieving this goal is going to be difficult. One of the things I always talk about in, with my clients when they're going through this culture model and different models um, especially something called the grow model, which I'll talk about in a later episode, is not anticipating that it's not that the achieving the goal is going to be difficult. One of the questions I always ask is, what could possibly go wrong? What could prevent you from achieving this goal? And if you know what could prevent you, 
then you know how to tackle it. You know how to stop that happening. So anticipate that it's not going to be easy and prepare for when it gets tough and it gets difficult, how are you going to overcome those obstacles? Related to that, when you do make mistakes and things don't go right, viewing them as a complete failure, okay? There is no such thing as failure when you are trying trying to better yourself. All that is, is an opportunity to learn. And if things haven't gone right, learn from it, perhaps write it down, acknowledge what you could have done better, and then do better. Hi everyone, I just want to take a quick break to thank you all for listening to the show and I really hope that you find some value and taking something away from the show today. Just a quick reminder, to help me grow this show and to help me reach more people, feel free to drop me a follow, rate the show and hit that notification bell so when more great content drops, you'll be the first to hear about it. Let's get back to it. Related to those last two is, again, underestimating how difficult it can be to make real lasting change, especially if you're on, on a, talking about changing habits that you've had for a very, very long time. Most people think, oh, it's going to be easier, okay, especially you know, if you're you know, working on a new fitness journey or want to change your diet, it perhaps isn't going to be easier. And, and then when things go wrong... We start saying things like, I've got no willpower, okay? There's no such thing as willpower. I'm going to tell you that right now. It doesn't exist. I read uh, an interesting book quite a few months ago, and uh, I genuinely can't remember the name of the chap, and I'll probably research it and put it in the comments. Uh, but he was a psychologist, someone far more intelligent than I am. And uh, the chap was basically saying uh, that environment will always win over willpower. So, for example, if you're someone, and I use alcohol because that's something I'm very familiar with and something I've been working on myself, you know, if you're someone that really struggles to leave alcohol alone for a period of time, then don't have it in your house. Don't buy it. If you've got some left over for Christmas, give it to someone, chuck it down the sink. Chocolate, sweets, that sort of crappy food that you know if you eat too much of it, isn't good for you okay don't buy it with your weekly shop because if it's in on those days where you are finding it challenging if it's in your fridge you are going to struggle to walk past it it takes an enormous amount of not necessarily strength and discipline but it essentially talk we're talking about changing something habitual the way the brain works in terms of releasing yourself from these poor habits right your brain does not have the capacity your subconscious cannot differentiate between what is a good habit and what is a bad habit. It's just a habit. For example, if you take the same route to work every single day, and in, and you might find this familiar. Uh, if you've ever been driving uh, on the motorway or you know the freeway, if you're in the States, or the Autobahn, if you're listening in Germany, if you're driving on a long stretch of road, can you uh, perhaps think back to a time where you've been driving for maybe 10 minutes and you think to yourself, 
oh my god, I can't really remember what's just happened, or you suddenly find that you've navigated yourself to work with any great thought, and it's exactly the same for us gentlemen when you're doing things like having a shave. Your brain goes on to autopilot. Your brain has decided that the things you are doing are so simple and so mundane that it doesn't need to occupy any space in your sort of prefrontal cortex and know the, the, the part of your brain that's focused on the here and now. And you go into autopilot. So if your habits are to pick up chocolate or to reach for that bottle of wine when you're stressed or you're tired, it takes actually an amount of time to change those habits. It's not about discipline. It's not about willpower. It's about changing habits. And eventually, those old habits will disappear and new habits will replace it. The next one, which I am confident a lot of you will relate to, is essentially giving up before you've seen the results, before you've seen any real positive results. And those people that have been on a weight loss journey can probably relate to this the most. Now, you spend... Uh, you know, a couple of weeks in the gym, and you really watch what you're eating, you know, for a few weeks, and you don't notice a tremendous uh, difference in your weight on the scales, and you measure yourself, and it's barely changed. And then you start telling yourself that negative self-talk comes in, that little voice we spoke about, that voice of defeat we've spoke about in previous episodes, that comes in saying, "This is all too difficult. I've worked really hard for the last two weeks." And I've seen no change. So what is the point in working hard and going out running or walking or going to the gym and not eating my favourite chocolates if I've not seen? Change will come over time, but it is not going to happen whether that's weight loss, whether that's fitness goals, whether that's, you know, getting your finances in order, whether that's learning to play an instrument, something that you might want to do this year. It is not going to come overnight. And what we tend to do uh, because we haven't seen immediate results. We live in this age now where everything is immediate. Everything is available to us. If we want something, we don't have to go to the shops. We can just click a button on our phone and it's delivered. Sometimes the next day, sometimes even the same day. If we want to watch something, we can pull it up on the TV using the internet. We don't have to wait for very much these days. And we kind of, because our brain is so used to getting immediate results when it comes to something really challenging and something meaningful, we're always looking for immediate results. And you're not going to find that. And because of that, it tends to put you off. This next one is huge. And it's fear is what we're talking about. Not just fear of failure, fear that you might not ever succeed, so why even try? But fear of success is also a real problem, sabotaging yourself just before you finish, especially if you want to perhaps strive for that next promotion or go out and start your own business. You know, as you're developing pace and things are starting to look real almost, you then, that negative self-talk comes in, say, what if I do succeed, my entire life is going to be different and it might be uncomfortable and I'm not used to it. And again, that part of your brain starts telling you, no, this is too difficult. This is something different. We're not used to it. Stick to something that's safe. And you then suddenly start to sabotage yourself. 
The next thing, and I kind of alluded to this at the start, but setting your sights a little bit too high. Now, I am never going to talk anyone out of setting a goal. I always believe you should live your dreams and whatever it is you really want to achieve. The only thing I will say is make sure that goal is achievable. Now, what normally happens, and I'll refer to weight loss because I think this is something that quite a lot of you might be able to relate to. Let's say, you know, you suddenly decide that you are um, three stone overweight, whatever it is, okay? You're three stone overweight, uh, you know, God knows how many pounds that is. I want to say, what is it? A lot, over 30 pounds overweight. And then you decide, right, I want to lose three stone, okay, this year. Cool. Now, that is a fair amount of weight to lose in one year. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible, all right? But if you set your sights so high, eventually you are going to realize that achieving that goal is really, really difficult. So what I'm saying is start small. If it's a weight loss, why not tell yourself, this month I am just going to lose one pound or two pounds. And if you achieve that, when you achieve it, you will feel great and that will spur you on to more success and more motivation. And then eventually your life will get easier. You'll become a bit more mobile. Your clothes that are tucked away in the back of your cupboard, they'll start fitting as well. But if you say to yourself, I want to lose 12 pounds this month, and I'm not saying that's completely impossible, but I think most scientific, uh, impossible, most scientific research will suggest that that isn't a particularly healthy way to lose weight. And that's great, and I'm not an expert in weight loss, but what I do know is losing £12 in one month, unless it's been prescribed by your physician, 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 that's the word, or doctor, um, you know, unless you've been told to do that by a medical professional, then just doing it off your own back, losing that amount of weight in a short amount of time, probably isn't a good idea. So set a goal. That's achievable because if you set something too big and don't achieve it, it's going to put you off. Lots of information there. I've got two more. The last one's my absolute favourite. But this next one, this next reason why people often don't achieve their goals or their targets is because of ownership. The goals that they're trying to achieve aren't theirs. And when I say that, I mean they're not invested in them. Now, let's say, for example, in your place of work, you have your annual or six-monthly performance review and your manager, your team leader, your boss, says to you, all right, what are we going to achieve this year then? And you write all sorts of stuff down that you don't even mean and you're writing these things down because you think that's what your boss wants to hear. And that'll look great on your uh, annual, your report, your appraisal, your performance review and all that kind of good stuff. And you write stuff down and your boss says, I'd really like you to do this this year. I'd really like to get you to do this training. I'd like you to focus on this. And you go, that's great. I'll do that. And you don't really mean it because it's not what you want to do. It's what someone else wants to do. And the similar thing could be said about, I suppose, you know, if you decide that you're going to get healthier and get a better control over your diet. And you might go to a doctor or a medical professional and they might say to you, oh, do you know, or even 
your PT instructor might say you're a bit overweight, you need to lose a bit of weight, and that's cool, and you acknowledge what they're saying, but unless you truly, truly believe it yourself, because what a lot of people do, they'll come out of there and say, they're just saying that because I don't meet this target, and you know, when you talk about BMI, a perfect example, or it's not a true reflection, no, I think I feel great, so therefore, I'm not going to do it. The medical professional or your PT or gym instructor has set this goal for you. You haven't set the goal. Therefore, can you truly be invested in it? The final reason I think from personal experience, the thing that I see the most why people do not achieve their goals. And that is why. Why do I want to achieve this goal? And I mean deep. What is the deep-rooted meaning? What does it mean to you on a real, personal, emotional level? Why do you want to achieve this goal? Right. So, you might say, this year, uh, I want to run... um, I want to run couch to 5K, for example. If you're not particularly active, I want to run 5 kilometers this year or I want to do a half marathon or whatever it is I'm going to take part in the in the great north run or the London marathon or you're going to do one of those horrendous tough mudder competitions where people run around and obstacles and all sorts of stuff that's great that's what I want to do okay the question I always ask is why why do you want to do that because it'll be fun okay great why will it be fun uh because I'll enjoy it okay why is that important to you? Because uh, I want to be fitter. Okay. Why is that important to you? Because uh, I want to be more healthy. Right. Why is being more healthy important to you? And now we're getting somewhere. Because I've been unhealthy for years. Okay. Why is that a problem? Because I'm not very active and I'm not setting a good example for my kids. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. And you can see, realizing the why. There is a chap, and I've mentioned him before, a guy I follow his podcast and read some of his books, and I follow him on social media as well. There's a guy called uh, Dean Graziosa, uh, quite a famous entrepreneur within the US, really big in the sort of coaching and the personal development space, works a lot with a guy called Tony Robbins, who is someone uh, that I've researched quite a lot, probably the most famous life coach in the world. But this guy, Dean Graziosa, he does a a piece that I'm really invested in and he calls it the seven stages of why, right? And why the question is, why do you want to achieve this goal? Not just at surface level, but what is the deep emotional connection? Because until you find that, you will probably never achieve that goal because it doesn't mean anything to you. So there we go. I mean, sort of summarise there. There are lots of reasons, lots of things that stop us achieving our goals. Life gets in the way. There's lots of things out there in the world that can slow us down, that can set us back, that can get on our nerves, that can make us feel a little bit low and hinder us in achieving and to be the person that you really deserve to be. But everything I've mentioned today, these are the sort of common things that if you can be aware of them, you can look out for them, then hopefully you can stop them happening. 
So that's it for this week. Thanks very much for listening. Again, if you enjoyed this podcast, like it, share it amongst your friends, drop me a follow, and uh, we will catch up next week. I think I might continue the series on mental resilience because there's a few of those that I've still got in the bag that I said I was going to cover and I haven't, and they've been quite popular on the podcast so far, so I'll pick up that. But for now, have a great week. Have a great new year. I am going to say it. I know we're not quite sure whether it's still a cool thing to do in the first week of January, but I am going to say it. Really work on your goals. Maybe this is the year that you can be that person that you are always meant to be. Have an amazing day.